This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Good morning everyone this morning. Uh, welcome to Call to Worship. And it's always a joy to be here to share the Word of God, the loving God, uh, with you in songs, praise hymns, and messages from the Word of God. And uh, remember that uh, Jesus loves you this morning, and uh, He promises to come back soon. And today Tom and I are here this morning as we promised that, um, Tom, that we'll cover the second angel's message. 
and uh, welcome again. Yes, thank you, Willie. Good to be here. I'm looking outside the studio. I can see a little bit of sun. And yes. uh, so that's encouraging. And we're very mindful of those this morning, aren't we, who are being evacuated that's down the true. coast and even our own area here. So uh, our prayers are with those folk this morning. Yes. And um, Tom and I, as I said, we'll be covering the second angel's message found in the book of Revelations um, 14 uh, verse 8 and also we'll cover other um, Bible verse, verses that um, deals with the with the topic this morning and it's an end time uh, message for all humanity to prepare us for the future and for the th- return of Jesus back to earth and but before we start that I think we'll probably s- we'll say a prayer so the Lord will enlighten our minds and um, Uh, give some understanding of this topic this morning. So, um, dear Lord, we just praise you for life this morning. Thank you for all your provisions. And I pray, Lord, for for light, for understanding and wisdom as we uh, discuss uh, with the listeners this morning um, about your precious word of the uh, second angel's message this morning. And uh, help us, Lord, to always apply your principles in our lives of, uh, of love um, that will um, help us in our walk in this life, Lord. We pray for um, those listeners that they may also uh, uh, have understanding of the message this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And um, yes, I think we we we'll start off this morning with our song, and I used to love Kit Stevens, uh, Tom, when he sung this song here, and it's uh, called Morning Has Broken. Yes, beautiful. And it just remi- reminded me of um, of the verses in the Bible that tells us about God being the creator. And Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones of dominion or or rulers or authority, all things were created through him and for him. So we want to praise the Lord this morning for being our creator, our loving God, because uh, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And that can be found in Revelations uh, uh, 14, uh, verse 11. And um, we welcome you again to Call to Worship. God bless you this morning as you listen in. And um, I hope that uh, the Lord's uh, Holy Spirit will touch all our hearts this morning. And this is uh, Kate Stevens with Morning Has Broken. Springing fresh from the world. 
sunlit from heaven Like the first dew fall on the first grass Praise for the sweetness of the red garden Sprung in completeness where his feet Mine is the sunlight Mine is the morning Born of the one light Eden saw play Praise with elation Praise every morning God's recreation Of the new What a beautiful um, song that is on uh, praising the Lord, also being our creator this morning. And um, certainly a wonderful singer and uh, with a good voice for praising the Lord this morning. And um, you can remember this uh, this morning, folks, that uh, two weeks ago, Tom and I, were, um, we discussed the first angel's message. And uh, we did say that we'll cover the second uh, this morning. So I'd just like to recap on that and and reread the the first and the second angel's message. And then I saw the first angel's message, and then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the internal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, every kingdom, tribe, language, and people. And he said with a loud loud voice. Fear God and give glory. Give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea and the spring of water. Tom, did you have um, anything? Well, the second uh, angel's message reads... Yeah, a second angel followed him and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, that great 
city which made all the nations drink of maddening wine of her adulteries. This is getting a bit heavy in here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. We come back to the first angel's message. Just notice a couple of things stand out at the end of the message. Obviously, we dealt last uh, time with the everlasting gospel and how important that is. Mm-hmm. But it mentions two things here. One is judgment. And the other is worship. Worship him. And, you know, it's always been about worship and loyalty. So the devil has tried to bring in a system that would take those two things away from God. And we go back to Daniel, the Old Testament, when when King Nebuchadnezzar built the big statue, remember? Yes. And uh, this was a devil working through the king. And the king commanded that all the people should worship the statue in place of God. Mm-hmm. So here's this this uh, first angel's talking about how important it is that we worship him. Not any man-made system, but worship him, yes. God himself. And he says here that judgment has come. And it's interesting that the first angel's message talks about judgment has come. And the second angel's message immediately goes on the fact that fallen and Fallen is Babylon. Judgment has come on Babylon here. And it's interesting in the Bible that judgment is coming all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, judgment's not something that happens once or twice. Uh, It's it's all over the place in Scripture that we find that judgment is going on. We go back to the plagues in the Old Testament. We're a judgment. But I want to just have a look in reference here in the New Testament, talking about judgment has come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Remember, this message is designed for our day. It's it's after the death of Christ. It's our yes. day when all this stuff is going on, particularly as we look through the Dark Ages, etc. And John has written, pointing to that time. But I want you to look at what Jesus says at the, when he was predicting his death. And I'm back in John 12 and verse 31. Listen to what Jesus says here about judgment. He says, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world, the devil, mm-hmm. will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from earth, will draw all men to myself. So here Jesus has a reference that ties in with this idea of judgments already come. Because Jesus said, Judgments come on the cross. When I die on the cross, that will be judgment. And uh, legally, as Christians of those who are looking to Jesus, we were on the cross with Jesus. We were judged with him at the cross, and we died the second death with him by faith, Mm -hmm. and now we're free. So judgment has come, Jesus says, at the time of the cross. There's no need for another judgment to sort out how I'm going. Jesus already told me that legally, if I'm in him, I died with him and was risen with him on the resurrection day uh, spiritually. And our future's sure. We don't need to wait for some kind of judgment. Praise the Lord, Tom. So I just bring yeah. out this fact that this judgment judgment is not for to one particular judgment. But judgment is going on all the time. And and I think even uh, we can say in the first angel's message that whenever the gospel is preached, mm-hmm. judgment comes because people have to make a decision. 
Yes. Am I going yes. to listen to the good news and follow Jesus? If I do, then I am in him and I'm judged on Calvary and safe. But if I don't, I'm heading for another judgment that is and at the end death. of time. So yeah. judgment comes when we hear the gospel. We, we, we have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to sit on the fence, isn't it? It so, is. So this is just the starting points of our discussion today yes. around this idea that judgment has come and immediately afterwards John says Babylon the devil's system has fallen it's been judged it's fallen yes thank you Tom we'll have a break now and um, we'll get on to another beautiful song here and um, this song is sung by a lady of uh, the the album's called Sounds Like Rain. It reminds me that, um, you know, it rained all day last night. But she's got a beautiful voice and a song that I love too. And um, this uh, one here goes out to Frank and the, and the family um, from Stoke or Nelson. And um, it's called I'd Rather Have Jesus. God bless you this morning and thank you for listening in. Speak. 
Jesus and let him lead. And to be the queen of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than Well, what a beautiful song that was and, and so well sung and uh, thanks Frank for requesting that one. Uh, that's that's lovely and we, we give us a shout out to all in the area here is suffering uh, after all this rain. We're very aware yes. of you this morning. We, we're talking about Revelation here and of course we will make reference shortly to the book of Daniel because you really need to understand the book of Daniel to understand the book of Revelation. And... Uh, but in the second angel's message here, John the Revelator talks about this Babylon that's fallen, this great city of Babylon. And uh, we understand that in Revelation, there's a lot of figurative speaking, isn't there? Yes, Babylon. Yep. Who is Babylon? Well, it takes us back. The great controversy is between the devil and Jesus, isn't mm-hmm. it? Between God and, and Satan. And here, John's pointing to Babylon. And this takes us back to the to the time of Babel, way back in the Old Testament. Yes, Reference yes, as early as yep. is Genesis, isn't it? And you remember the story of, of Babel, how this was uh, a, a very sinful city. Its focus was not on God. It was on everything that pleased themselves. Yep. And... Uh, there was chaos everywhere, and out of that city they built this tower. And it's interesting that the builders said they would make a great name for themselves, and they built this great high tower, mm. and and it was in defiance of God, the whole thing. Remember that eventually God destroyed this tower. Yes. So this is where we get this idea of Babylon. So we had the Tower of Babel and the city here of Babylon, which was not focused on God. And then we had Israel, the people of Israel, who were focused on God. So right through the Bible, we get this two comparison between Babylon, and this is a man-made system of worship, building this great thing to the sky and exalting themselves, it's interesting today, none of us know who the builders were, but at the time it was noted they were they thought they were going to make a name for themselves with this creation they did to their own type of worship. But we don't know who they are today, but we know who God is. And so when John talks about Babylon here, mm-hmm. he's talking about a man-made system of worship. And in particular, John is pointing uh, to the papacy and the the connection between the church and the state and in this case Rome and how this man-made system of worship started to take away 
from the plan that God had. And so Paul here, uh, but sorry, uh, John here refers to the fact as he looks in ahead of time that this mm-hmm. system is breaking down. It's not going to succeed. No, no. And just interesting there, Tom, you were saying, uh, taking us back to Babylon. And uh, yesterday when the um, Christian, with that school, yes. uh, took the, the lesson on building the, the Tower of Babylon and how, when, how God confused them. Yes. So it's confusion. Confusion, yes. that's right. And, and they didn't understand each other's language and they ended up spreading all over the world, you know, Yes. in their groups. This was a direct challenge to God, wasn't it? They said, we will put a man-made system in place yes. and we will worship. Yes. And, of course, we mentioned before Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the devil used him. Yes. Man-made system, we will worship. Through the dark ages, the church said, if you don't worship our way, we will kill you. Yes, And forced. we refer to this time as the dark ages when millions of people were put to death because of a man-made system they would not follow. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. And um, also a shout-out to the... Um, uh, the uh, Adventist school from um, Christchurch, you did a wonderful job coming into Nelson with uh, a lot of uh, working in the community and uh, also put on a good program yesterday. I really enjoyed that, Tom. Yes, that was great, wasn't it? Full of enthusiasm. Yes. And it's wonderful that they came and their whole focus was to w- to go out in the community. Yes. And they literally went, cleaned people's yards and looked after people who were struggling Fantastic. And uh, did some great work there that was just acts of kindness with no reward. Yes. Lovely stuff. Very, very good experience for uh, the uh, young people. And thank you for that. And uh, might see you again next year. And uh, we wish you a good uh, trip back to Christchurch this morning. And uh, we have another song here, Only Believe by Elvis Presley. God bless you this morning.
possible If you're lonely Well, you're listening to Fresh FM, and we're uh, enjoying the fact that we can see a little bit of blue sky out the window oh, from the sunshine. studio here, sunshine. which is cool. Nice, very nice. Yes, lovely. Well, I wanted to just take you back now to, uh, we're saying how we're looking at the book of Revelation, the three angels' message in Revelation 14, but we need to have an understanding of Daniel. Daniel and Revelator go together in end-time messages. And back in Daniel 7, Daniel identifies a power, a religious power, a church power that would combine with state yes. and be a force against God. Even though it is a religious power, it would start to become focused on men's ideas. And in fact, the devil would work through this power to lead people away from Christ. And uh, this is why John the Revelator refers to this this power as the Antichrist. Uh. Because not that they don't acknowledge God, but they have cut the role of Christ out of salvation. And they become the, and this is the Antichrist part of it. And so here we're just going to pick up some thoughts from Daniel 7. And he's talking about this religious political power and uh, I just want to pick up a thought here in verse 25. I mean, the whole chapter, if you had time to read this, he identifies this little horn power. Verse 25, he says, He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over him for a time of 1260 years. So, It appears that for some reason God allows the devil to work through these people and there's a period of time where they seem to have all power and they start to force people. And we refer to this time particularly as through the time of the Dark Ages uh, where the churches became very powerful and it was a battle about doing it their way through Mm. their system or they would put you to death. And... uh, then we notice in verse 26, so first Daniel says this is what's going to happen. This power will speak against the Most High, against Christ himself. And they will say, no, we are God on earth. Uh, God is in him, but we are God on earth. And what we say on earth goes. And note verse 26, after explaining all this, and uh, he says this, but the court will sit and the power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. Here he's talking about a judgment scene. So Daniel's saying, hey, this power's going to do its thing, but judgment will come on this power. Amen. And they Amen. will not continue uh, in that powerful role as time goes on. 
It'd be like the Tower of Babylon. Uh, yes. It'll come crushing down. Judgment will come, but he says judgment will come on this little horn power. And I just want to uh, just look over in, into Daniel 8 now as he continues with this. He looks at it in different ways. He uses different animals and different symbols, but we're talking about the same power and the same problem through here. And um, in verse... Now, we're trying to keep this short. Uh, so, um, But in verse 13, he again identifies the problem with this system and what it's doing. Then I heard a holy one speaking, and another holy one said to him, How long will it take before the vision is to be fulfilled? And the vision concerning the daily sacrifice, the rebellion that causes desolation, and the surrender of the sanctuary, and the hosts that be trampled underfoot. Here, God's people are pleading, How long is this going to continue particularly around the daily sacrifice here. What this religious system has done Mm -hmm. is put priests and popes in the place of Jesus' role as the only mediator. The Bible says very clearly the only mediator between God and man is Jesus. That's his role as we relate it to the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And this power says, no, no, our popes, our priests, you go to them, you confess to them, we will control what goes on. And so the people here are pleading, how long are you going to get, let this go on? The answer to this pleading for some help in this regard is verse 14, mm-hmm. 8, 14. He said to me, it will take 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary will be reconsecrated. Mm-hmm. This is judgment. Not on man, but on this little horn power. This is the answer to the plea. How long is this going to go on? The answer comes quickly. 2,300 days, that that, that, uh, period of time. Then there will be a restructure, a reconsecration of the sanctuary. So this is a very clear reference to judgment on the little horn power. Who is pulled down the whole sanctuary service and replaced it with a man-made system. And here, John the Revelator tells us, this will be reconsecrated after this period of time. This will happen. How will this come about? Well, we can go through, can't we, and see that this, if we take the dates and times from the rebuilding of Jerusalem, it takes us through to about 1844. So how is this going to be rebuilt, this sanctuary, and, and get Christ back into his, his position? Well, in 1844, this message of the three angels was taken to the world and continues to be taken to the world. And it's through the preaching of the three angels' message, the focus on God the Creator, the focus on worshipping him on his day that he set up for us in the Garden of Eden. Yes. And, of course, the the uh, the fact that judgment has come on this power, this is going to happen through the preaching of the three angels' message. This is how Christ's right place will be restored Amen. in Amen. terms of Scripture. Yes. Yes. And thank you, Tom. And um, that's the importance of, um, of the three angels' message is for... 
us human beings become aware of what's happening and what will happen because um, Jesus will certainly come back again and I like this verse uh, Revelations uh, 22 12 to 14 look I'm coming soon my reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done I'm the Alpha the Omega the first and the last the beginning and the end Amen and uh, shall we go to uh, another song now yes Tom? let's have another song and uh, welcome to call to worship time flies eh? before you know it, the hours up you know uh, when you talk about uh, good heavenly things God bless you this morning and our next song here is these are the days of Elijah and this is by the Worship Together Canada your servant Moses righteousness being restored and though these are days of great trial of famine and darkness and sore still we are the voice in the desert crying prepare ye the way of the Lord behold At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation come. Oh, and these are the days of Ezekiel. The dry bones becoming as flesh And these are the days of your servant David rebuilding a temple of praise And these are the days of the harvest All the fields are as white in your world And we are the At the trumpet call, lift your voice, the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation come. There is no God like Jehovah, let's sing it. There is no God like Jehovah, there is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like Jehovah, 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 there is no God like Jehovah. 
Oh, what a great song. I remember years ago I, I went to a men's retreat in Christchurch and there was 800 men in this big uh, theatre and we had a 14-piece band oh. and we sung Days of Elijah. I tell you, uh, I've never experienced anything like that before. I, it, it was what I think heaven's going to be like when we sing to to Jesus in heaven. I can remember the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. We had trumpets and there were two drum kits, this massive, and 800 male voices wow. going. Wonderful stuff, eh? <laughs> hey, we're talking about the second angel's message here. And uh, it reads, A second angel followed and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, the great which made all nations drink of the maddening wine of her adulteries. Obviously this here, uh, John is picking up from from what Daniel had said about this system, this man-made false system of worship, would have a tremendous effect on the world. And, uh, yeah, this term, uh, that, that this system would cause people to commit spiritual adultery. Mm. Mm-hmm. The moment we put anything in the place of Christ, you know, this yeah. is this is John's referring to this as spiritual adultery. Mm-hmm. This is like taking another partner who is not yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything that we put in a man made system in place of Jesus as being the only one who is Saviour and God of the world, then this is this is a problem here that Paul refers to, and going back to this idea from the Tower of Babel, and so we've got the devil system, and we've got Christ system, and so this is the warning. Hey, where are we getting our information of what is truth from? So you think, Willie, as you look at this, uh, as you look around what goes on in the world, and in in terms of religions, yes, can you see the danger that John's recognising here? Y- yes, yes. Um, after all, he says that um, Babylon is a symbol of um, a religious confusion. Yes, and you can see a lot of um, things happening in the world. You know, like the um, just like the Saturday Sunday worship. Yes. Uh, you know, God is a creator. He created the weekly uh, program, the weekly days, and he is a creator new that or blessed one day in the week in which we should worship him and acknowledge him, which is the, the Sabbath day. Yes. And now that has been said to be Sunday, for, yes. for an example anyway. 
That's right. And and the uh, the Roman Catholic Church is very open in saying, yes, we changed the day from Saturday to yes. Sunday. And in their catechism, they say there is no authority for that. We have authority in our own church system to do that. And uh, then, of course, they say, well, look how many have followed us. It must be right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, God's day, man's day. I think of simple things like uh, the Bible teaches very clearly that in order to follow Jesus, confession, the natural thing to come in then is to be baptized, like Jesus was, to be baptized by immersion. This is so symbolic, isn't it? We go yes. down into the water till the old life dies, and we come up anew in Christ. He's born again. But man-made systems say, oh, no, we won't do that. We'll just sprinkle. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> That's right. That's okay. And so let's sprinkle. So slowly these things are getting broken down, aren't they? Yes. You know, the Bible says very clearly there's one mediator between God and man. And then churches say, oh, no, you can go to the priest. He'll fix it for you. Mm, uh, yep. And so all these things are all a breaking down of the original plan. And so we we get this system of Babylon. So and today, you know, churches will say, well, the Old Testament really is, you know, there's a lot of myths and we don't look at that too much now. We just we we are living under grace in the New Testament, mm-hmm. so they take away this wonderful message of Creator. John here is trying to bring it back, isn't it? Says, "Hey, focus on worship Him who created the earth." Do you, as a Christian, believe that Jesus is the Creator, or do you think you came from some you know line of monkeys? Well, uh, if we, if we don't believe the uh, the first angel's message, like fear God and give Him glory because he's the creator of the world, then how are we going to believe the second angel's message? Yes, well, this is it, isn't it? So we kind of have a choice, I think, don't we? We either throw ourselves totally in his camp and say scripture and scripture only. Yes. Uh, Yes. I don't think it's safe to follow church creeds, church books, and things that tell you what you should believe. Jesus said, this is my word. This is this is where you get truth. And this was Martin Luther's problem, wasn't it? <clears throat> he was a great, a diligent study of the Scripture. Yes. And as he found that the church wasn't marrying up with the Scripture he's reading, he finds, hang on, I've got a problem here. Uh, we've got a problem here in the <laughs> church. Yeah. And so he goes to the leaders and says, hey, I'm reading this in Scripture but what our catechisms and our books and our system is saying is quite different. Yes. And that was a problem to them, wasn't it? And uh, you remember that uh, when when they complained in the diocese where he was to the Pope, the Pope said, send him to Rome. We'll sort him out there. We'll yes, show him. Yes. Well, when he went to Rome, of course, long story short, he finds all the priests selling indulgences to the people. Yes, that's He's right. horrified. And so this just cemented to him mm. that, hey, I've got to do something about this. He goes home and writes a thesis and bangs it on the wall. Amen. So Amen. scripture or men, this is the choice. And we, we pra- praise God this morning for, um, you know, for the works of for the likes of uh, the reformer Martin Luther that yes. um, gave us light in that sort of direction. And 
uh, in Hebrews 4:15 7 let us then approach God's throne with confidence so that we may receive mercy <coughs> and find grace to help us in our time of need mm, amen and, and God bless you this morning my friends as we go into this another beautiful hymn and this is sung by Whitney Phibbs uh, amazing grace uh, Ephesians 2 8 to 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it is the gift of God as a result of of works so that no one may boast um, God bless you this morning and listening to Fresh FM on 104.8 Nelson and Tom and uh, Willie here this morning discussing the second angel's message
Well, you're on Fresh Air with uh, Willie and I this morning, and uh, we just remind you that this program will be repeated again next Sunday at the same time. I thought it'd be good this morning in light of the the three angels message and the focus there is on who is the key to everything we do. In fact, we know that the whole purpose of Scripture is to find Jesus. And in fact, John the Revelator says right at the very start of Revelation, doesn't he? This book is a revelation of Jesus. If you study the book of Revelation with all its symbols and and all its things that you can find there, if you don't find Jesus, you've missed the point. And I'd just like to bring this thought in that Paul gives so clearly to us in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 14 in regard to a focus on Christ for us as Christians. He says this, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Now, what Paul is saying to us here, we died with Christ. Mm-hmm. We, we were, by faith, with him at the cross. And the verse is telling us that we all died with him. When Adam sinned, we all became sinners, and we had nothing to do with that, did we? We inherited the guilt and the problems that come with that. Uh, and while we were ruined without asking for it, We've also been redeemed without asking for it. One died for all, and therefore all died. So this is the really good news. And when you get this right, your troubles will shrink away, won't they? You died for your sins 2,000 years ago in your representative Jesus. You don't have to be anxious about what God thinks of you, only what he thinks of your substitute. And I like the fact that we're not called upon to make peace with our God. We're called upon to accept Christ. Yes. Who is your peace? This is the good news of the three angels' message. And we, we look today of the consequences of those who don't have Christ as number one in their lives. The risk is that if you follow a man-made system, you will end up in the wrong judgment. Thank you, Tom. And uh, Tom, thank you for coming along, um, you know, for the session here this morning on the second angel's message. Maybe our next time we can cover the third. Yes, why don't we? And uh, it's really good to give us this insight because this is a very important message for this time of the the age of our living anyway. And um, I'd just like to wrap it up here and you may want to say something after me, but in uh, Revelations, um, sorry, in in the books of Acts 16, 31, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Mm. And uh, thank you for listening in this morning. Um, I'll leave the last word, Tom, but we can catch you up in the next um, fortnight. God bless you. Yes, the good news is looking to Jesus you will never be lost. Amen. Welcome, welcome, ever welcome, blessed Sabbath day. Welcome, welcome, ever welcome.
Sabbath the Lord our God has blessed. Of all the week the brightest, of all the week the best. It brings recalls from labor, it tells of joy divine. Its beams of light descending with heavenly beauty shine. Keep the Sabbath holy and worship Him today. Who said to His disciples, I am the living way. And if we meekly follow our Savior here below, He'll give us all the fountain whose streams eternal flow. Day of sacred pleasure, its golden hours will spend in thankful hymns to Jesus, the children's dearest friend. Oh, gentle, loving Savior, how good and kind Thou art! How precious is Thy promise to dwell in every heart. Welcome, welcome, ever welcome, blessed Sabbath day. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.